Do you want me to say that joke again and I will no, and I'll come it, up it with wasn't a better a joke? Thing. It was just oh. that's rude. Say it again and I'll start. I don't know where to start. Rewind it and say the thing about how you, oddly you haven't lost any friends. Uh, oddly enough, I haven't lost any friends. You almost lost a girlfriend, but no Twitter followers, so that's good. <laughs> Everyone has that friend that won't stop talking about something, and we want to talk to that friend. Join us as we explore the human experience and discuss what we nerd out about, and you nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Christy. Hi, Christy. How did you like the intro round two? Mm, I still hate it. Second time around. Okay, cool. Two, number two as in it shit. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Where did that even come into being, that number two meant poop? Um, I I don't know. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a great question. If I cared, I'd Google it, but I don't (laughs) care. You'd think that considering that we've had two entire podcasts devoted to to fecal situations Mm -hmm. that we would have uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a, a little bit of an understanding of, of where that came from. So, Christy, so last week we had our cheating episode. Yes. That was fun and exciting. We talked about infidelity in relationships. Talked with Lax Dude and y- our friend. Kendra. Kendra. <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh, found herself in a involved with a married couple, kind mm-hmm. of accidentally, I guess. Anyway, so that was interesting. We've gotten a lot of feedback. We yes. might have to have a second show about that. I think that. we need to. A lot of people checking on you because yes. they apparently care about you personally. So that's um, that's exciting. Yeah, that was really nice to relive that uh, uh, multiple S- times. Surprisingly, haven't gotten anybody calling calling <laughs> to check on me, but you know. <laughs> Why would they check on you? Well, I don't know. Is <laughs> what it is. Anyway, so yeah, maybe we'll have to do a. Uh, we had poop cast one and two. Maybe we'll have. In inf- infidelity cast okay. one and two infidel okay. cast. We should get. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we should get like. I'm a sure we can have a lot more guests this time. Yeah, I'm sure that we can get some people on. Lots of people want to talk about their infidelity. Mm-hmm. Apparently. So anyway, Christina. Yes. That was last week, but now we turn our eyes to the future. Okay. And the future is now. And the future is children. This the children. <laughs> the children are the that future. are a result of infidelity, <laughs> I guess. No. <laughs> I don't know. Well anyway, in your so case it is. Yeah, yeah, I guess. We're gonna talk about parenting. We have an interview this week with uh, a woman named Tony Hammer that we met through T V T L, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna chat with her a little bit. A little bit about her is that she's an albino. Oh. That's why she calls herself the whitest 10. Oh. She's literally the, <laughs> the whitest I don't one. Know. I feel bad calling her the whitest 10 now. Oh, no. <laughs> she likes that. She oh. called herself that oh, okay. on her first thing. Interesting. So she's an albino who her and her husband never wanted to have kids. Yeah. She found As herself w- pregnant. We plan to ask her about in the upcoming interview. Exactly. Yeah. And she never wanted to have kids. And now she is writing a parenting book. Yeah. Not necessarily a parenting how-to book, but more her misadventures of being a mom that never wanted to be a mom. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, we'll uh, we'll spare you, 
We'll spare you. We won't make you wait much longer. We'll jump right into it. But um, Christy, have you? So uh, we're gonna play. I'm gonna play a a, a promo, I guess, or a commercial for mm-hmm. a podcast called "I Doubt It" with Dollamore. Okay. Have you? Well, I think we listened to it together, didn't we? I think so. So it's it's a really interesting. They do a podcast twice a week. Um, it's this guy named Jesse and uh, um, his, I believe, fiance Brittany. And they do kind of a news and review type show with like a little bit of like a skeptical kind of analytical twist. I really like it. It's not super like biased. They're really analytical is the best word that I can come up with. He's kind of like a a non-douchey version of Penn Jillette, I would say a little bit. So um, anyway, uh, we're going to get him on the show one of these days. But I have been listening to their last couple episodes and I really like it. So. I told him that I would love to like play a little commercial for him, so you guys should check it out. I'm gonna put all his contact information in the show notes. Go subscribe to his show, and you know, tell him, uh, tell him hi or whatever. And uh, with that, we'll we'll jump right into the interview. We'll be right back. Hey, I am Jesse Dollamore, and I am Brittany Page, and together we are. I doubt it with Dollamore. Hopefully, your new twice-weekly source for news news and ridiculous comment. We tackle current events, the latest happenings, and do it with a skeptical, rational, and hopefully humorous perspective. Check us out on dollamore.com or iTunes. Hi, everybody. We are joined here by the whitest 10. <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony, do we use your last name or is it just Tony? Oh, wait. Your blog is like TonyHammer.com. Yep. It's all out there. <laughs> so we're joined by um by blogger and uh and and now uh, you're a TV celebrity, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did my first TV interview this morning. <laughs> Congratulations! So Thanks. we're joined by um somebody that's been on TV, which is yes. um so a first. A first. So uh, <laughs> so this is Tony, and she um yeah, like I said, she's a blogger. So Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm 31. I'm a Taurus. I like long walks on the beach. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I'm married with two kids who were born 355 days apart. Oh my God. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, I spend my days wiping butts and scraping yogurt off the walls. And at night, then I write my stuff. Wow. So we, um, uh, and then you're also a blogger for TBTL, is that right? Yeah, I blog for TBTL, the podcast. I listen to the show and post that stuff four days a week because they don't pay me enough to post five. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear you at least get something for it. You do a great job. Thanks. Thanks, Christy. How did you, uh, how did you land that job? Um, my, I was starting to focus more on my own writing and realized that I was running out of time to really devote towards the show. And because I've been a longtime listener and emailer and bug them a lot, then I wrote Luke and Andrew and I said, you know, I'm really sorry, guys, my writing's taking off and I haven't really had time to listen to you guys. And it's not because I don't love you or I'm angry at you. It's just I don't have time. And Burbank wrote back and said, hey, it sounds like you're great at this writing thing. Do you want to be the new TBTL blogger? Wow. wow. Yeah. So it was kind of the best response to a breakup ever because it was like, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm breaking up with you. And Luke's like, nope, we're married. <laughs> so how long have you been doing the like blogging writing thing for? for? 
for TB Tail, it's been since March, I think. And then, no, I guess earlier than that. I don't know, sometime around after January. Um, and then my own blog, I started, I originally started it in March and then it kind of became a mommy blog sometime in late May. Okay. And what made you want to start doing that? Um, I started writing a book. Um, so I did things a little bit backwards. Normally people start blogs and then they turn into a book. Um, but I started writing a book and I wrote a proposal and I got an agent um, and the biggest thing, because it's nonfiction, is that you need um, you need a good platform. You, publishers, if they're going to buy it, need to know that there are people out there other than your mom um, <laughs> going to buy your book. And so, um, so I started working on my platform. So I switched the format of the blog to Mommy Misadventures so that um, people would find me and start reading that blog and hopefully like me and like what I write and hopefully buy a book if a publisher buys it. Okay. So, all right, Christy, uh, you can give Christy some tips then because we're trying to talk her into writing a book too. Yes. She's no, actually sent me a whole an email on all of it. Before. I know, I did. <laughs> okay, so the reason that uh, I wanted, well, the, the what made me originally want to reach out to you was um, I, I use this app called um, Secret. Oh. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, in passing. Yeah. So it's basically, it's like a, it's a little bit terrifying. It's like an anonymous, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's an anonymous <laughs> forum for people to be able to post, uh, just brief little snippets and then people can comment anonymously, which is, um, like I said, it's a little bit terrifying as, as anybody that's ever looked at the comments on YouTube knows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it can be, so I was scrolling through there and I came across a secret that said, I love them all so much, but I sometimes wish I only had one child. And uh, I was reading through the comments, and uh, they ranged anywhere from somewhat compassionate and kind things, like that's a totally fair wish, and that comment has 17 likes, to, uh, hey, that's really fucked up. That comment <laughs> has 26 likes. <laughs> And then there's another one. So they get penalized because you couldn't make better choices. Hashtag mom of the year. Ouch. <laughs> 24 likes. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that nobody mentions the person being a mom or a dad on here. But right. that's a whole different conversation, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it, uh, so I came across that and it made me think of you because you recently for your blog, and, and I believe it got published to, a, or, or maybe you did a guest post on a larger blog, but you wrote an article about not necessarily wanting to be a parent? Yeah, um, I wrote, um, there's actually two circulating the interwebs. Um, one is a letter on my site that's a little bit more personal, and it's um, a letter to my children whom I never wanted. And that's that's more heartwarming um, because in the end then, even though I didn't want kids, I've learned um, through having them and through their love for me then I've learned how to love myself and give myself grace and forgiveness. And then the one that went, quote unquote, viral, um, then that was for scarymommy.com. And that one's called I Never Wanted Children. Um, and so that's that's the big one that I'm getting the most the most encouragement and support and also the most flack for. Yeah. And so that that was posted on a larger blog, I guess, or a, a blog that has a pretty big circulation. And yeah. Yeah, it, it got about 30,000 Facebook shares. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so what, uh, I mean, what was that, 
like I can't even imagine what that experience is like, regardless of the content, just putting a piece of content <laughs> out there that you're just putting in front of 30,000 people, let alone something that is that like vulnerable. What, what was, what, well, first of all, let me ask you what, 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 why did you do that? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, okay. So the reason why I did it is so I posted the one to on my blog and I got um, a lot of positive feedback from people saying that they felt the same way and thank you for saying that. And I thought, well, if it's not, if this isn't just my story, if I'm not the only mom out there who never planned on having kids and there's got to be more of us. So I wrote the post for Scary Mommy with the intention of, um, surprisingly, of actually encouraging and empowering other moms and to say, you're not alone. If this is your story, you're not a bad parent. You have nothing to be ashamed of and trying to encourage them and support them and give them strength and hope to, to live their truth, to tell their story and to not feel isolate, isolated and ashamed of themselves. Um, so that was the intent, whether it was received that way by everybody is a different story. Yeah. So what, uh, what, what has, what has the feedback been like? On the positive side, we'll just, get the good news out of the way because that's that's the boring stuff um the good news is that i got a ton of emails and facebook messages from fellow moms saying thank you so much for saying this i could have written every word it's so awesome to read that i'm not the only one um one lady gave me like her whole personal story and said that my being able to be so vulnerable and honest actually gave her hope that she'll be able to be a good mom so that was awesome yeah <laughs> And uh, then I started reading the comment section, which I'm learning not to do anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I actually started to read them before Scary Mommy really started to moderate that section because they've deleted a lot of the awful ones, but I was lucky enough to uh, to get to them before they were gone. Um, so there were a lot of people saying that I need therapy. <laughs> there were um, a lot of people saying um, that I was awful and how dare I put this out um, on the internet and I was having a pity party for myself and that my kids are going to read this because they're one and two. So of course they're going to navigate to scarymommy.com in their free time. <laughs> um, so that they were going to find this and I should be ashamed of myself and I'm a terrible person for saying this. Um, some people said I should die, which I thought was a little extreme wow. considering. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was called a piece of shit, you know, sure. Fun stuff the usual trolling so did you oh. did you respond to any of these no <laughs> no which it it was really hard because i try because i had a, um, a post on there um the week beforehand and so i tried to respond to as many comments as i could i'm um, just trying to interact with my readership let them know that i'm a real person and everything yeah um and i couldn't do it with this post because even if i wanted to reply to the to the nice supportive comments I couldn't get past the mean ones. You know, it's really hard to be like, thank you so much for saying this after you read that someone tells you you should die, you know, <laughs> kind of takes the encouragement and the, and the, the light out of the whole thing. That's crazy. Do you, do you ever, before this, had you read any mommy blogs yourself? Had I read any? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, not as many as I probably should be. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I was a fan of scary mommy and the whole thing about that site. And one of the reasons why I wrote it for them is because, um, their whole thing is a place for the imperfect parent. So I thought, well, if any place. audience, 
exactly. I thought if any audience can appreciate this, it's them. And uh, no, not so much. (laughs) Right. Um, Imperfect in the way that people want you to be imperfect in the way they are. Right. Have you ever read Momistry? Do you know this lady, Glennon Doyle Melton? No, I haven't. So she's this huge mommy blogger. Um, She wrote a book that was on the New York bestsellers list is a carry on warrior and um her story is she never wanted kids she was a raging alcoholic drug addict uh got drunk had sex with some random guy she didn't know his name got pregnant then decided to get clean married the guy because they thought that's what they should do and now she's a mommy blogger so i don't understand like the because those people that were telling you you should die most likely also read this one and it's okay now right it's so weird (laughs) i know well and the the other frustrating thing is that like it's just a part of my story you know what i mean it's like 600 words of my story it's not my entire story it's not it was just one part of it and people just take those 600 words and just you know morph it into me being this awful mom who locks my kids in a closet which i only do a couple days a week yeah so. only when well, they, they really probably deserve, deserve it, it. <laughs> <laughs> but so what is the premise of your book going to be um it is um so the working title because publishers will probably change it but it's um is it bedtime yet stories <laughs> from a mom who never wanted the job um and it's a mommy memoir it's just um stories and essays about the weird things the funny things the hard things about raising kids so there's bath time shenanigans and dinner time drama um my struggle with postpartum depression encouragement for other moms um so it's just meant to you know to sit on your bedside table and make you feel like you have a friend in this crazy trying to raise a kid while keeping your sanity kind of world that's that should be great especially because they're so young that if this does great you can do now they're three years old. Now oh, yeah. They're five. Now they're teenagers. It's going to be a whole series. I hope so. Yeah, that's that's kind of my plan. Um, and so I really need this book to sell so I can start on the next <laughs> one before I forget all the weird things my kids do these days. <laughs> do you just do you just write it down? Yeah, um, I have um, because I had to do a book proposal which you know about because you read all the cool things i sent you right <laughs> um <laughs> then uh then i had to do a chapter outline um and so now it's just a case of when i'm ready to write the book and the kids are asleep then i sit down and scroll through and i'm like hey today i want to write about potty training and so i just sit down and i bang out a couple thousand words nice so what um so you said you said that you've been doing the you you've been doing the blog since March, was it or? It became a mommy blog in about mid July. Oh, or, okay. I'm sorry, um, mid May. Mid May, mid May, and so um, what like, how do you decide? How do you decide what to share or how far is too far to share? Or are you just kind of like, did you have a plan setting out before you started writing, or are you just kind of working your way through it as you go, or what? I have no plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in terms of how I go about and how far is too far, this has actually been a very enlightening thing for me in the past, like, week or so, is that I've received a lot of feedback from people saying that they love my honesty and my humility, 
And so I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, do just other moms not just talk about this stuff? And they're like, no, "No, people censor themselves. And they They lie. They're dirty liars. Exactly. They are dirty liars. (laughs) And so I guess one of the benefits for me is I just don't have that filter. I I don't know how to censor myself, Um, which I guess is good. I'm sure it's going to end up biting me in the butt at some... Well, it has already, obviously. Um, But I just think... Because the whole thing I'm trying to do is just to encourage other moms, parents, um, and make them laugh and make them cry, make them feel good about themselves. And you can't really do that unless you're being honest with yourself because people can see through the BS, you know? And so if all you're doing is writing about rainbows in your kid's diaper instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, beans and corn from last night's Mexican fiesta, I (laughs) mean, that's just not reality. Um, So, yeah, it's been really weird. So, no, I I have no plan. My my kids do something weird one day and I write it down and then I blog about it and – Put it out on the internet. And do you, uh, you kind of alluded to this earlier that maybe you've gotten some comments uh, in this same vein, but do, do you have any thoughts or concerns or uh, as to what's going to happen when, when your kids are of the age where they can navigate to your blog and, and find the stuff that you're writing now? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, one of, um, actually during my TV appearance today, um, then one of the questions was, are you concerned, um, about your, yeah, about explaining the stuff to your kids? Um, and I guess I should be concerned more than I am cause I get that question a lot. Um, but I'm not, um, and it's because I think there are age appropriate ways to explain to my kids, you know, when they're young explaining, sometimes mommy has a bad day and yeah. mm-hmm. it's just like, if I don't let you have cake for breakfast and as they get older, explaining to them, you know, that sometimes your plan for life doesn't go the way that you want it to. And you just have to do the best job that you can where you're at. Um, and so I hope in the end, I hope um, that they'll be able to look back on this and realize that I wasn't trying to, you know, to have a pity party on the on the Internet. And I wasn't trying to make a mockery of them. I was just trying to, to help other parents feel like they had a friend in this whole thing. Yeah. Well, and I think because you are such an honest person that they will understand that. And also it's kind of like the best baby book ever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like you have written down (laughs) the crazy poop stories that my mom doesn't remember things like that happened. Probably, you know, you, you, uh, the human body makes you forget is what they say, you know? So maybe, but you write those stories down and they're funny and they'll get to, know those as an adult and and it will be out there yeah and yeah um actually the scary mommy it actually started as uh jill smokler she's the one who who runs it and her site actually started as you know an internet baby book for her kids and so now it's just blown up obviously so maybe i'll have the same luck that sounds much better than my 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 plan as of right now is I, I have a daughter that she's going to be four in October. And my plan is I, I'm going to figure out a way in the next year or so here to rig up all of my social media accounts to like basically <laughs> a button that I can press. And the second right. that she becomes aware enough to ask me like what's Twitter or what's Facebook, I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to put one last post up that says it was nice. It was fun <laughs> while it lasted everybody. And then hit the big, I'm going to hit the big red button and just blow it all up. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but that's for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah, very I guess different so. reasons. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Jeremy's daughter is the weirdest kid I've ever met, and I've been around a lot of kids. So I just constantly am writing things down, like taking notes of the things she says because they're so strange. And um, <laughs> then we, his uh, best friend, got married this weekend, and and um. And the bride's daughter just sat down and said, tell me the top weirdest things Ellie's ever done. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had my notes and was able to do it. <laughs> that is awesome. Way to go. And so let me, uh, this is kind of, this is a little bit of a personal question. So f feel oh, free, great. feel free to not answer it if you, if you don't want to. But um, for many people, if, uh, if they came across a situation where they were going to have a child and uh, they found themselves to be pregnant and didn't want to have a child, um, they might make the uh, decision to, to have an abortion. Um, it, is that something that you're inter willing to, to share about why you didn't make that decision? Yeah, um, it's actually funny that you bring that up because uh, my post going up on the 30th, July 30th, this Wednesday, um, then it actually addresses the question because I've been asked a lot of if you didn't want kids and why do you have them? Mm -hmm. um, and it, I mean, it comes down to, I mean, the first reason is because sometimes birth control doesn't work. It, it's not like I wasn't trying. Yeah. Um, and then I don't believe in abortion. I, I, and I can't really say that as a hard and fast thing um, because there are such situations um where I can understand it being um, a good response to the situation, maybe. But right. for me personally, um, it it was never on the table. It was just a case of, yeah. hey, honey, we're pregnant, so we should buy a book or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I I don't know. I've talked about this on on our podcast a little bit, but I don't I don't know that I've ever shared it as much with you but I'll, I'll try and make it super brief but I was a little bit in the same in the same spot except for obviously I was not the one that was um with child in the case of my mm -hmm. daughter but I was actually a pastor when my daughter's mom got pregnant and um I was married to somebody that wasn't my daughter's mom um <laughs> got it. at the time and uh and yeah I, you know I, that was my especially at that time that was my personal stance as well that um that abortion just you know terminating the pregnancy wasn't wasn't an option and it and it right. was for my daughter's mom as well and you didn't want to have kids but i yeah ever, i i had either. no i had no intention of having kids <laughs> yeah, i know that feeling <laughs> and um and uh ver in the community that i was a part of at that time anyway that was something that i had a lot of shame and guilt about i i felt like a little bit of pressure from the the christian community that i was a part of that that oh, yeah. we almost had a responsibility to procreate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You're selfish if you don't. And so any thoughts of, you know, any thoughts of not wanting to have kids is just is just selfishness. So it was a it was an interesting thing and then after, you know, my daughter being born, part part of that part of that whole process was my marriage of five years ended and the, you know, the person my daughter's mom was also married and her marriage ended and uh uh, you know, it was it, needless to say, it was a very chaotic and hectic time for many, many people yeah. at that moment. And um, there was times after my daughter was born where um, I'd be like holding my daughter and somebody would come up to me and and, you know, and say, well, it's all worth it, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's totally worth it. And I would just I would want to just yell at them like, no, <laughs> no, I <laughs> um, I 
no, this my <laughs> life has been a disaster. Like the last year of my life has been an absolute shit show. <laughs> and right. I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that it was worth it, but I'm living in that weird tension of like where I'm at right now. You know, I I can't imagine my life without her for sure. So, right. I don't know. It's a uh, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing. <laughs> so, Tony, what would you be doing if you didn't have kids? Because you're a stay-at-home mom right now. Yes. So um, that's, that's a really good question. Um, and it's funny because one of my reasons for not wanting to have kids really wasn't because I wanted to be this, like, high-powered ca- career woman. I just didn't want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Honestly, I, I'd be working at some job and trying to move up the ladder you know what I probably the best thing that actually came out of becoming a mom and becoming a stay-at-home mom is that now I actually have the time to do what I believe I've been gifted to do which is to write um and so if I were working you know 40 50 hour a week job trying to move up the corporate ladder I don't know if I'd have the same ambition or the same time to do that um but yeah I I don't know what what I would do writing ponies across a rainbow or something maybe (laughs) So what um, what would you say, like, uh, one of the things that we always talk about on this podcast, it's called Nerd Out Loud podcast, if, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever, you oh, probably, you oh, probably know that. Um, <laughs> we talk about the things that people nerd out about, like the stuff that they're interested in, and it can be like big, like, this is what I want to do with my life, or it could be like, I'm super into collecting, you know, purple shoes or whatever. <laughs> so, wh- what, are, uh, what are some things that you just kind of geek out about? I nerd out about, well, currently I'm nerding out really hard about Top Chef because all 10 seasons are on Hulu Plus right now. (laughs) So I just finished season four this morning and was very disappointed because so far none of the people I wanted to win have won yet, which has been a real bummer and I keep getting my heart broken. Uh, But thanks to uh, Hulu, then I get to start season five when I'm done talking with you guys so maybe this will be it <laughs> you never um know. all right uh what else do I nerd out about um I nerd out about social media a lot um I'm embarrassed by how much time I spend attached to my phone tweeting and Facebooking oh. and stuff um <laughs> you and me Tony <laughs> we, could, we could be friends we you could, could be sit friends. in a room <laughs> and look at your phones and not talk to each other <laughs> and be totally contend awesome yeah so um it's it's actually embarrassing because now like if my phone falls out of my pocket or something that my daughter picks up she's like mom mom phone phone and like has to make sure i have it or (laughs) if she comes and wakes me up from a nap and she's like mom here are your glasses which she calls eyes so she's like mom Mm -hmm. eyes and she hands me my glasses and then mom phone and hands me my phone i'm like that's so cute and so tragic right (laughs) right that's okay i get really Uh, bad anxiety whenever i have to uh like if sometimes if my daughter's one of the things that is a a huge help uh, during times when a distraction is needed is if she can just watch a show for 10 or 15 minutes um i say 10 or 15 minutes because we're on a podcast i think we both know that it's more than that um (laughs) but it means that I have to surrender my phone to my daughter. So it means that like, I'm like, what if something, what if my, t- my Twitter blows up while my, my daughter's what watching my little What if I become Twitter pony? famous? Well, <laughs> <laughs> what, what we've discovered is she has this really um, kinky curly hair. And so 
combing it is is a nightmare sometimes because she fights it and what we found out is adventure time is the best show ever (laughs) because it's only 11 minutes um so we can get her dressed and um hairbrushed and ready to go in 11 minutes one adventure time (laughs) i am going to check out that show and i am not joking i am seriously (laughs) going to do it because my daughter is all about TV. I mean, she is always like, one Daniel Tiger, Mom, just one Daniel Tiger. <laughs> and my son couldn't care less. I mean, he'll sit and watch for like five minutes, and he's like, I'm going to go climb on the table now. Bye. <laughs> so speaking of social media, uh, w- we'd love to, uh, you know, send our, like, I think TBTL talks about their tens of listeners. We have our <laughs> yeah. we have our fives of listeners, yeah. and that's probably <laughs> oh, awesome. that's probably generous. And to be honest, the five listeners that we have probably all oh, already know TBTL. about you. <laughs> 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 but hey, the just, Venn diagram is almost uh, there's yeah, a lot oh, of overlap oh. on that one. We'll just say that much. But uh, that said, if people do want to find you online. Uh, so they can support you and hear about what you're saying and say, hey, we heard you on the podcast and I'm totally offended and you're totally wrong. Um, wh- <laughs> where where can they do that? Yeah, um, TonyHammer.com. Uh, that's my blog and it has all my social media links. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TonyHammerWriter, W-R-I-T-E-R. And on Twitter at real Tony Hammer, R E A L Tony Hammer. Um, and because I get asked this question a lot, it's real Tony Hammer because at Tony Hammer was just taken, but I'm the real one. So the other <laughs> like one it. is an imposter and they stole it, <laughs> but I'm who, the real one. Have you talked? Do you know who the person is? No, they like haven't tweeted in like four years or something. Like oh it's God. just sitting there waiting to die. That's a travesty. That's what bothered that's Jeremy what I so much. <laughs> I nerd out about about like, hey, fucking Twitter, <laughs> let's shut down some of these accounts that have really good names that they're obviously not using them. You know, <laughs> do you just... know that you just gave him a project that he's gonna try to track <laughs> that person down <laughs> and get him, get whoever it is to relinquish that to you? Because Do you've done We're that gonna, before, yeah, with Tumblr accounts yeah. and stuff. And, yeah, he's well, done and it. I've been that person. I had a, I had a Twitter account that I wasn't u- like I just grabbed the Twitter account hash rag because it was available. <laughs> and at the time, I thought, oh man, there's all this drama that always happens on Twitter. It would be really funny to start like a. Uh, yeah. like a TMZ website for like Twitter drama <laughs> and call it Hashrag because it just seemed fitting, right? And so I grabbed the account Hashrag and then got like some I got an email that m- somebody was trying to reset my password and so I went and logged into the account and I hadn't looked at it in a while and it ended up there was like some clothing company in the UK that was <laughs> called Hashrag and so I found them or whatever and then I just Gave contacted them and I said hey do you guys want this account <laughs> Oh my god! And then didn't you tell them to to listen to the podcast? Yeah, (laughs) they said, "Oh, thanks, we owe you." I was like, "Honestly, you don't owe me anything. If you want to do me, if if you want to do me a solid, uh, check out my podcast." (laughs) So such a nerd. I don't think that we've had many downloads from the UK, but uh, but you never know. (laughs) You never know. That's awesome. So all right, well, I will um I will post links to all of that stuff in uh, in the show notes as well and. and the show should be going up shortly. So thanks so much for talking, Tony. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been great. And we're back. Hi, guys. We are back. I'm not sure if you could tell, but um, Christine is a little low energy right now. On top of the fact that she's had kind of a, a horrible day. <laughs> it is, um, it's pretty late at the time of this recording. And um, 
ironically, or I don't know if this is the correct use for ironic or not, but it's because my wonderful daughter is here, and she apparently um and it's a Wednesday is up till midnight now. Yeah, unexpectedly, yeah. I usually don't get, get the privilege of having her through the week, but got her a little early this week, so that's exciting. But here's something I learned last weekend that relates to parenting and my child staying up till midnight or oh one o'clock in the morning, we and that is apparently. <laughs> episode about this and will that is apparently that iced tea has caffeine in it oh that (laughs) yes so uh his daughter was a flower girl in a wedding Mm -hmm. and they had wine and champagne but then they also had non-alcoholic drinks one was a fruit flavored water (laughs) and one was a a sweet tea and (laughs) i saw Ellie getting some for herself and I said oh no stop you can't have that and Jeremy's like that's like her eighth cup why can't she have it yeah. and I said um, because iced tea filled with sugar and caffeine <laughs> and he had no idea yeah it's because all the tea I have here is like it's more for like sleepy like everywhere time everywhere that no. you get tea because I always am wanting caffeine but sometimes I don't want to drink coffee or it's not available yeah. so I'm always like digging through like tea stashes everywhere and I feel like all of the tea that I, I have a harder time finding caffeinated tea than non-caffeinated tea you just so don't like know what to I, look for when I think about tea in general I think non-caffeinated <laughs> <laughs> so anyway apparently yeah. apparently it had caffeine she in was it. Running around like a like an insane person, like a banshee, a yeah. wild banshee in the night, literally. But she, in I my heard she was backyard. working the pole, and t- there was there was some some awkward dancing that was yes. happening there for a while. But yeah, and then uh, she was she was literally running circles. It was a, the wedding was in somebody's backyard, and she was running circles around the dance floor area till probably ten thirty at night. I yes. think. And then I believe later that night, as I was putting her to bed, we both managed to fall asleep. Me and uh, my daughter managed to fall asleep together in her bed. While <laughs> doing bedtime story. <laughs> Where I slept for two hours. So that was fun and exciting. But yeah, anyway, so what did you think of that interview, Christina? I thought it was good and interesting, and you don't really hear that perspective most yeah. of the time. Even if it's people that you know that to be true mm-hmm. that they didn't ever want to have kids and they didn't see that they're not honest about it yeah after the fact so i mean i can i can seriously think of three people that recently had babies all of my facebook friends that i actually know in real life and are still friends with that have recently had babies that they didn't plan for yeah and th- all three of them were adamant didn't want to have kids at all at all. Not just have subsequent kids. This is their first only kids. Oh, wow. Each one of them, the dad then went and got fixed. <laughs> got a vasectomy. Yeah. But definitely three at least. But because not many people are honest about it, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, I think lots of... I mean, on that secret post that we talked about mm-hmm. when we were interviewing her, I think I've commented on there, like, all of the people here that are shitting on this man or woman or whoever this parent for saying they didn't want to have kids mm-hmm. probably either a don't have kids <laughs> themselves or b are uh just lying to themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> because well, and that's always something that's really weird for me is like around mother's day people start putting up posts of this is a really hard time for me because i want to have kids and 
everyone needs to be sensitive to those people who yeah. want to have want to have babies or whatever. And my feelings are, do you like not go down the baby food aisle? Do you, does that trigger you? I just think I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, I just I'm trying to find a so I did I I didn't find a good opportunity to bring this up with Tony, but um, I put on Facebook, you know, that we're doing this uh, thing about parenting, and I got feedback from a couple people um, publicly and a couple people privately. And one of the people that sent me a, a comment privately mm-hmm. um, just said, uh, "I'll share an anonymous bit. I got I get very annoyed when new moms or pregnant women complain. I'm so tired. My feet hurt. My boobs hurt." I want to scream at them, shut the fuck up. At least you get to be tired. And then there are those moms out there saying that if I just read this book or say this prayer, it will happen for us because it happened for them. Uh, Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I think that people who say they don't want kids might have been in our position and it just is easier to convince yourself you don't want kids and feel smug about your choice because the alternative is too painful. So to clarify, this is somebody that um, I know that has experienced, I believe, at least one miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Plus, they had a child that was born with some complications that ended up passing away so shortly issues and stuff. thereafter. Yeah, so there was some in- infertility issues going on for sure. And um, so, yeah, I mean that w- that's an interesting perspective too. That maybe sometimes people like, because I think that probably she's specifically speaking to what I was addressing a little bit. Kind of in the Christian community, there's almost a pressure to have kids, like. And then you're not and whole. I don't I don't know. Is that just a Christian thing or is that like everywhere? I don't know. Society definitely is pressure. I mean, I I was um, talking to our friends that are getting married and they do not want to have kids at all. Um, and I was asked more than five times on my wedding day when I would have kids. Okay, so there is just a lot of pressure out there yeah. from people. I think there and probably I, is more Christian because there's something in the Bible. Because I know, yeah, it's like about a f- talking about a, f- a quiver. Like your family is like a quiver of arrows, so you need to like build your quiver. Well, I know you that can have there's lots of arrows to I shoot don't know anything about the... what you're talking about, but <laughs> I know that in um, Judaism, it's it's a uh, not law, but it's. Um, tradition or it's some kind of um hebrew law but i wouldn't call it a law that you should have a a a male and female child and so you you keep trying until you have that situation wow yeah so i don't know i just thought that that was an interesting perspective too that like hey maybe you should be sensitive to people Mm -hmm. that are saying they don't want to have kids and don't jump down their throat for not wanting to have kids or put pressure on them because you know, obviously just because that's kind of a shitty thing to do in general, but also <laughs> yeah. maybe they have experienced infertility issues right. and it's a super sensitive subject for them and like people should be a little bit more sensitive to that. Yeah, there, and, oh, there sorry, was a, um, they talked about this on TBTL because Jen had always wanted to have kids and then they found out that she couldn't and she was always getting asked like, and this is one thing that I got all the time because I, when I was married, I did not want to have kids at all. I was yeah. against it. I actually would come up with, um, re- if I saw a kid throwing a temper tantrum or when I was excited that I got to go on a trip and a friend that had a kid couldn't go because they have to stay at home, I would list these reasons like, 
reason number 435 why i don't want to have kids yeah. it was like this ongoing thing and everybody thought would come up to me and say oh you're so great with kids you would be a great mom you should totally have kids yeah and um that's just a like a really weird thing to say i think i mean i know that the the sentiment is that oh you're a great person and you should pass it on to something but Mm -hmm. um jen was having that people were saying that to her all the time and if you if you boil it down someone is asking you about your sex life and your health mm-hmm. because what that's if you true. can't have children yeah. what if, you know what if you don't so, have a partner <laughs> because that's basically what it is right right and i didn't want to have kids all the time that i was married yeah and then as soon as i got divorced i, I thought oh i wouldn't mind if it happened yeah. and it was basically him there's two factors one um your ex-husband you're talking my ex-husband yeah i I knew that if we had a child, I would be, of course, the breadwinner because I always was anyways. And I would come home and both him and the baby would be sitting in their own filth and I would have to like (laughs) clean up after them. Um, Secondly, I just think that there's something that happens um, hormonal in women in their early to mid thirties that it just kicks on. I mean, it's a biological clock, but also that's when women kind of change to get out of their selflessness. Right. Nature finds a way. Exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's for everybody. Yeah. Or that you should. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I guess that's my like thing too. I have, I don't know. I have this, I have two things going on in regards to this. Number one is, uh, when people, I totally get that. I mean, I have a kid. I didn't plan to, I didn't really want kids and I had a lot of guilt about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but then at the same time, when people n- talk about not wanting kids, like my first struggle sometimes is like, oh, they don't like kids or mm-hmm. they don't like my daughter or whatever. And it makes me not want to be around them because I do have kids and I love my daughter. And so I like uh, weirdly internalize it and, mm-hmm. and make it about take you. it on myself and make it about me. Yeah, right. like that. <laughs> I guess I do that with <laughs> lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but or make it about my daughter, I guess. We should just have an episode of things that you don't make about yourself. It'd be about five minutes. Yeah. Five minute show. Okay. Um No, I mean I can see <laughs> that. But so I have that. I have that going on. But then my other thing is that like when people say they don't want to have kids, they should not have kids. Right. And they should definitely not let anybody talk them into having kids. No, it's terrible. Like if you are gonna try and have kids to solve your problems, it won't happen. to fix your relationship, no, to it makes it worse. stay with your mate, to appease your mom or your dad or whatever. Everything that's bad in your relationship is multiplied <laughs> when you have a kid. Um, my friend Robin, she she pointed out after she had twins and after after they were probably about a month old, she said, all the things that I used to think were funny in my husband, now I want to kill him over. <laughs> and that is, it's so true. Yeah. So when I have Ellie around, you want to kill me or? No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't give birth to her. Oh, got it. Right. But probably I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's. I think we'd be in a lot less stressful situation if i had given birth to her <laughs> yeah that's true it's <laughs> definitely true and that's all we're gonna say about right. that <laughs> so anyway christina do you have any closing thoughts regarding parents i i think that um this is another one where i've got enough feedback and 
if you guys heard something that triggered something in you, if you have thoughts about, um, if you have thoughts about, you know, people that don't want to have kids, if you're one of those people that doesn't want to have kids and you've gotten flack for it, if you've had kids and don't want them, if you have kids and you absolutely love them, if you've wanted kids, like if you have strong feelings about this anyway, I think it'd be safe to say that we'd love to hear, hear, heard, Mm -hmm. hear from you um, because we probably easily have enough feedback even already at this point that we could do another episode down the road on it. And I would definitely love to talk to some more people about it. So if it's something that, uh, has tugged at your heartstrings. Yeah, and I also, I don't remember if I said this with Tony, but mommy bloggers and people that read those kind of blogs are probably the worst people in life. Rid of <laughs> next to commenters on YouTube. They're yeah. basically the same thing. So, oh, I'm glad that you didn't say that to Tony because that would have been awkward. No, I'm saying the people that attacked her. Oh, the commenters. Oh, God, there, I got it, got it. There's yeah. a lot of I those... Thought you were th- I, not her no oh. hers is very different Got than it. the norm she does yeah she really does have a pretty it's funny yeah. like she's really funny she has a interesting um voice and yeah. i like it um i mean not you know her voice but the way that she writes and the way that she goes about things um and it's very uncommon yeah. a lot of those um blogs are filled are are are, are there to shame people Totally. To shame, shame moms, make you feel terrible about yourself, make you feel yeah. that you don't, you're not doing it right. Too much Pinterest stuff. Like, yeah, here's the. And guess what? <laughs> you're doing it right. I made a, I made a pair of bunk beds out of mason jars for my kids today. <laughs> Pallets and mason jars. <laughs> and that's all you need. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, save a few examples. Everybody is doing it right if their child is still alive today. Yeah, totally. Totally. And probably my only advice to every parent is just start saving for therapy as soon as you find out that you're pregnant or or going to have a child coming your way or whatever. Just uh, just just plan. on. Well, Jessica said the best thing that I think everyone, every parent should strive for. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Sister Jessica. My sister. If your kids go to therapy for a different reason than you did, you have won. <laughs> yeah. That's sign of that's a successful yeah, parent. I guess so. I like that. God, that's good. Right? <laughs> we might have to like, yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. So guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find us online at nerdoutloudpod.com. We have all of our contact information on there, including the phone line. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. Keep it under three minutes. Um, 206-588-5463. Again, that's 206-588-5463. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Nerd Out Loud Pod, on both of those, or just go to our website. All of the contact information is on there, and we'd love to hear from you. So, Yeah, we want to do a an episode about drinking so do your drunk dials oh yeah yeah well we have we have some pretty impressive drunk voicemails that we've gotten so far so send some more because we're gonna do an episode about drinking and just pepper it with the amazing drunk (laughs) voicemails that we've got from this point so christy do you have any last i don't care if you love or hate the podcast just don't talk shit and don't make up lies about me (laughs) <laughs> hey guys don't be a That's dick four dollars mike and uh be uh be nice to your kids leave, leave people alone leave people alone <laughs> all right bye guys 
about your parenting? Nerd flag fly! Christy is giving me oh, the no. one more thing. No, no, no. <gasps> when the podcast's over, oh, I have nope. something to tell her. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everybody else, as far as you're concerned, this is the end of the podcast. Bye. <laughs>